Welcome to the home of the blessed people, and here is our host pastor, Pastor Dayo Ademo. Amen. We want to continue from where we left off last week. Victory is my destiny regardless. Victory is my destiny regardless, part two. Victory is my destiny regardless. What is this? What does this mean and what is this saying? He's saying no matter what it is, no matter the situation or circumstance, my destiny has been programmed before the foundation of the world and it is victory. Can I hear a witness in the house about somebody who is on the winning side? Come on, let me hear a witness in the house. The winning side is the shouting side. Can I hear a shout of victory? Amen. Regardless, no matter what the situation or the circumstance of life is, the end product has been designed, has been determined even before the battle started. God has declared you the winner already. That is why he called you more than conquerors because he is the first conqueror and he gave you all the victory. So that makes you more than a conqueror. Do I have somebody in the house who is more than a conqueror this morning? Come on, let me hear that shout. Glory be to God. Ladies and gentlemen, you are welcome once again to your month of victory. I see God give you victory on every side. I see God enlarge your coast and enlarge your territory. I seek the God of Israel bless you indeed in this month of victory in the name of Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, once again, I want you to know that life is full of battles. Regardless of anything or any situation and circumstance that you see around you or that you are witnessing around you, I want you to know, if you have not heard it before, that life is full of battles. Life is not a bed of roses. Life is not a play fair. Life is a warfare. And you must be prepared for it. Many are not where they ought to be because they entered life without preparing or somebody did not prepare them well enough for what life is all about. A lot of people would have been doing much more better than how they are doing today if they had been prepared, or if somebody had hinted them about life being a warfare and not a playfare. If they had been better informed about life, they would have been far, far gone, far, far better than where they are today. Praise the name of the Lord. There was a man in the scriptures described as Jotham in the book of 2 Chronicles 26. The Bible says this guy, Jotham, he became mighty because he prepared his way before the Lord is God. How many people would have been mightier or been a mighty status, so to speak, in the world today if they had prepared themselves? Preparation is the mother of separation. Being prepared would have sorted you out. But it's never too late to prepare. It is never too late to keep on preparing. There is a war out there between light and darkness. And the day you chose to become a citizen of the kingdom of light, darkness has marked you out for destruction. 
The Bible says in John 10, 10, the thief cometh not, but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I have come that you may have life and have it in abundance. What does he want to kill? He wants to kill your dreams. He wants to kill your tomorrow. What does he want to steal? He wants to steal your future. What does he want to destroy? He wants to destroy. Broke out in heaven, ever before you, thousand years ago, darkness. And you cannot sit on the fence. You can't say, I'm 50% here, 50% there. Because when the wall should fall down, we don't know which side you will fall on. So there's no sitting on the fence. Tell your neighbor, no sitting on the fence. You can either be in the kingdom of light or in the kingdom of darkness. But no one thing for sure, there is a war out there. Tell your neighbor and remind your neighbor, there is a war out there. But I'm glad to let you know that despite the war out there, God has you in mind. If you will pay attention to the few tips I will give you today and even next week, you will see that your life will be of the better. That's why the fact that there are battles in life, God has designed you to be on the winning side. He has designed winning for his children. He has designed winning for his very own family. You are on the winning side. Come on, shout it. I am on the winning side. I am on the winning family. I am a member of the winning family. He has called me out of darkness into his marvelous light. You are on the winning side. Is there a winner in the house? I said, is there a champion in the house? It's not based on what you have done or what you have not done. God has decided ever before you are born that every member of his family, they are winners in this life. Are you a member of his family? Are you born again? Are you a child of God? Are you a member of his family? You are not a stranger nor a foreigner, but a fellow citizen of his kingdom. If you are that person, shout, yes! Glory be to God. Various battles in life. They are financial battles. Not just enough. When you, are, when you are living a life that is, you are, you are living in just enough. Or it's not just enough. Praise God. Praise God. Marital battles. Where sometimes you don't know, you look at your wife, you just hate your wife. You look at your husband, you don't even want to see your husband. Marital battles. Where is that coming from? Is it not the same guy that said, I love you, you are the only sugar in his tea, only butter on the bread, only fish in his ocean, and so on and so forth? He's the same person. You say, I don't, he disgusts me. You don't know where that is coming from. The children that you love so much, you will hit your child as if you are hitting a drum. Praise God. Where is it coming from? Battles. Everybody say battles. There are battles in life. All of a sudden, you are going, something that used to excite you, something that used to interest you, something that you are always excited when you see, all of a sudden you say you are tired. You rejoice the first day you went to work. You were so happy that God blessed you with that work. Now, immediately you, you, you enter the street where your place of work is. Sadness just comes on you. Battles in life, battles in life. You battle with raising your children. You battle with your health. You battle with this disease and that disease. As one is being cured, another one is showing up. Battles. You battle with freedom. You have been delivered from old habits, but still you are not free. You thought you were free until last month when something happened again. You thought you have been delivered, but something happened again. 
You have been delivered, but not yet free. You thought you had been set free. You thought it was over, but you saw it show its ugly head again. Battle spiritually. Battle of addiction. Battle of immorality. Battle with lying tongues. Battle with cheating. Battle with old habits. You thought the old man was dead, but you just discovered he's still alive in you. Battle with your business. You have been trying to make profit, no profit. All you have is a balance sheet that is always reading red. You tried and tried and tried and tried, but every trial is like a failure. Battles in life. But listen to me this morning and listen loud and clear. In Psalm 34 verse 19, the Bible says, Many can be the afflictions of the righteous. Many can be the battles of the righteous. But the Lord delivers him from all. Lift up your hand to heaven. Tell yourself, I am sorted out because of the Lord that is on my side. No matter the situation, victory is your destiny regardless. Doesn't matter the experiences. I want to write your life as you are a failure, but not according to the word of God. Whether your life likes it or not, your life is going to line up with the word of God. Your life is going to dictate the word of God. Your life is going to reflect the word of God. The word of God created your life and your life will be sustained by the word. And the word of God will bring you that victory. If you believe it, shout yes. No matter the challenge, God has made up his mind that you, his son, you are coming out victorious. You, the daughter, you are coming out victorious. You, the child, you are coming out victorious. You are programmed for victory. You are programmed to be on the winning side in the name of Jesus. If that is you, shout a good amen. 1 Corinthians 2.14, 1 Corinthians 2.14, the Bible says, now, not tomorrow, now, thanks be unto God, who causes us to triumph always and makes manifest the savour of his knowledge by us in every place. Thanks be to him. He causes us to triumph always. The word triumph, the word victory, connotes that there is a battle. And I speak over your life. Every battle of life you are going through, every battle of life you are facing, every battle of life that is opposing your destiny and your life, you are coming out strong, you are coming out victorious, you are coming out strong, you are coming out victorious in the name of Jesus Christ. Praise God. You have been programmed to be on the winning side. You're a winner and not a loser. You are a victor and not a victim. You are a trailblazer and not a lost person. I am for progress and not for regress. In the name of Jesus, you are coming out strong. First John 5, 4 says, Whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world. In this month of victory, every battle of life, you will overcome with flying colors in the name of Jesus. 
It says, whosoever is born of God. How many people are born of God here? Let me see your hands. You are born of God. You are a born again Christian. You are a child of God. He said, anyone born of God overcomes the world. What is the world? Of course, the world is clear. The world is the devil and all his courts. This is the opposition. Praise God. Somebody once asked me, he said, why is there battle? Why did this start? Listen to me. When God created you and I, the Bible says we were fearfully and wonderfully made. God took care. God took caution to make you. God thought of you before he created you. You had existed in the mind of God before you showed up on the earth. Are you listening to me? You are so dear to God. A prophet was going to describe you. He said you are the apple of God's eye. Very special. So when the war broke out, the devil wanted to hurt. He knew he couldn't do anything to God, but he wanted to hurt what God loved. He wanted to bruise God, so to speak. He said, I can't fight you. You are the almighty. But that which you love, I'm going after it. And that's how he deceived man in the first place. Became the king of this world or the god of this world. And again, he was oppressing all that to humanity. But because God loves man so much, he did something. He sacrificed the most precious thing to him. So that the penalty against humanity can be taken care of. That as many that believe in that love shall be saved. That is why you need to tell others. Do you understand? That's why you need to preach the gospel. That's why you need to share the gospel with as many people out there. That the reason hell was not created for children of God. Hell was not created for the creations of God. Hell was created for the devil and all those angels that rebelled against the Almighty. But the devil has determined. He's taking as many as he can take. Especially the creations of God. Especially the people God loves. That's why we must let our love also reach others. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Evangelism is not about church being full. Evangelism is not about, oh, let's go and get them so that our church, more people should come. No. Evangelism is about reaching our world with the news of God's love so that they will not go to hell. Are you listening to me? Praise God. Come on, say amen to that. How many people still agree that they're on the winning side? Okay, turn to your neighbor. Announce to your neighbor, I'm on the winning side, you know. I, I, I'm on the winning side, you know, in case you don't know. That's me. My, my middle name is Winner. Praise God. I'm on the winning side. Praise God. World, the world is a devil and all his courts. Responsible for killing, responsible for stealing, responsible for destroying. Our faith is what overcomes the world. What will beat the devil hands down is our faith. When your faith is in place, you have won the battle. But you need to win the war. A battle is different from the war. The war is the ultimate. There are various battles, but all the battles summed up is what makes the war. Hello? We will get to that next week. <laughs> battle and war. Praise God. 
So we need to develop our faith because the Bible says, let's go there again, 1 John 5, 4. I want to begin to teach now. 1 John 5, 4. Let's quickly do it. I have five minutes to go. For whosoever is born of God overcomes the world. Now, you being born of God gives you a spiritual status. The Bible says that, that that status makes you overcome the world. And this is the victory. This is what is responsible for making you overcome. Before the foundation of the world, it has been determined you will overcome. But to receive, to receive the material portion, to receive the physical manifestation of that victory, something is needed. What is needed? Your faith. Say it loud. I can't hear you. Your faith. Your faith is needed. According to Romans 12:3, every human being, everyone that is born of God has been given a measure of faith. Everybody say measure. You have been given a measure of faith. Now, you have responsibility. If you want to keep on having victory, you need to grow your faith. This is what separates the men from the boys. Many believers are not growing their faith. It's not automatic to grow your faith. It's not church attendance that grows your faith. While coming to church is important, like you have come today to get information that will lead to transformation. For example, if people who are not in church today might not, if they are not online, they might not be able to get ingredients to help them grow their faith. They'll just say, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian. And they stop at being at the status level. For whosoever is born of God, does what? Overcomes the world. And that's where they stop. Spiritually, it has been settled. But excuse me, where do you want to experience your victory? When you get to heaven? So spiritually, it's been settled. All you need to do is pick up your own faith that has been given as a gift. Romans 12, 3, every man has been given a measure of faith. That faith, you need to grow it. Are you listening? What is faith? Hebrews 11. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Hebrews 11, 6. He now says, Hebrews 11, 1, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of what is not seen. So, simply put, faith is acting on God's word. Is what? Acting on God's word. If you don't know the word of God, what do you have to act on? So that's why in this battle, you get the word of God on every area of your life. Some of you want to marry. Give me one scripture on marriage. Um, I know God will take care of me. Really? He will take care of you. The devil is also smiling. Oh, I want to start a business. Give me one scripture on your business. Praise God. Oh, I want to do this. I want to do anything you want to do. It must be by faith. 
What things soever is not of faith is what? Is sin. It's not of God. You as a Christian, it's sin to you. God is not up. Can't you see? Hebrews 11, 6, put it up there. Hebrews 11, 6. He said without this faith, God can't be happy with you. How can you be a victor? How can you overcome if you don't have your faith? How can you overcome in life? Look at it, Hebrews 11, 6. Are you there? But without faith, it is... Oh, is there a good student of English here? What is the meaning of impossible? <laughs> Somebody said impossible. <laughs> it can happen. God said you can't please him. I can't be happy with you if you don't have it. It becomes your most important subject in your Christian work. Now, not just to have it. God said you must have it. You know what he did to you? He gave you. He still gave you as a gift. A measure. So that nobody has an excuse. You have a measure. Now, what do you do without measure? You need to grow it. In this month of victory, don't be the Christian who is just a Christian by status. All we know about your Christianity is you have given your life to Christ. Uh -uh. That's all. Exploits, zero. How many souls have you won lately? Mm. How many battles? Mm. What's your testimony of a Christian? Mm. Tell me one item that you took up. You took to God by faith and you conquered. You had victory. Show me one example. Mm. And the Bible says the just shall live how? So how have you been living? By circumstance? By chance? By community effort? Come on, give your Christian life a meaning. Are you listening to me? You take up your faith that you have been given and you grow it. There are three levels of faith. Number one, weak faith or no faith. These are people who are not working on their faith. No faith. Mark 440. How is this that you have no faith? This is Jesus rebuking the disciples. When they woke him up in the midst of the storm, having a very serious nap. I'm sure they think praying Jesus. Because his nap was, was sweet. He said, how long will you have me with me? These are simple things. You should be able to speak to that storm to be quiet. Then after Jesus did the same, they said, hey, what manner of person is this? Even the wind and the sea obey him. You see, they were still perplexed. And what was Jesus rebuking them for? He, they could have, he, could, he could have obeyed you too if you had faith. Weak, no faith. Don't be a Christian with no faith. You need to grow your faith. I've showed you scripture that God is not happy when you are not growing your faith. Little faith. Don't be in the no or little faith. Then another level is in Romans 14.1. It's called weak faith. Romans 14.1. Him that is weak in faith, receive ye, but not to doubtful disputations. What did the Bible say we should do to those with weak faith? Just receive them. Sit down in church, you know. Praise God. Receive them. You are welcome. You are welcome. Sit down. Receive them. Until they get it. All they will be getting is welcome. Amen? When something is wrong, we'll say, hey, yeah. 
purpose in them. No activity. No motivation. No inspiration. Do you want your Christian life to be like that? That nobody can get inspired looking at you and say, ah, I've seen direction to know God. You know there are human agents like that in the world today? They are called catalysts. Just hang around them. Something will, will bubble inside of them. Weak faith. Weak faith can deliver your goodies. Are you listening? Let's go to Romans, Romans 4. Romans 4.19. Romans 4.19. I'm bringing it to a close now. Is that the first time? And be not weak in faith. Underline weak in faith. Abraham was not what? Weak in faith. Weak faith can produce results. Weak faith, the devil is happy. Weak faith promotes darkness to be empowered. Weak faith can convert a fly. Weak faith can do exploits. Weak faith can turn things around. Weak faith can make you a terror to the kingdom of darkness. Weak faith just gets you by. I beg you by the masses of God, weak faith is not your destiny. He said, not being weak in faith, he considered not his own body, which is now dead. When he was about a hundred years old, low sperm count, he cannot produce a baby. He did not consider that. The Bible said, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. I I always say by phone here, it is not menopause, it is millenniopause. Almost a hundred years, the thing is suspended. The Bible says against hope, he believed in hope. Look at what he did. He was not weak in faith, but let's now see what happened. In verse 20, what did Abraham, our father, do? Verse 20, sir. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. But was, the Bible makes us understand that the circumstances should have weakened his faith. But no, he didn't allow. He grew his faith to become strong in faith. So there's little or no faith, there's weak faith, and there's strong faith. Which one do you believe can bring results? Strong faith, you have seen. Was strong in faith, giving glory to God. And if you read it on, you'll see that that is what brought his miracle. He grew his faith. That is the key. The Bible says this is the victory that overcomes even our faith. Not standing on weak faith, but on strong faith. You have the responsibility of growing your faith via the Holy Ghost, ladies and gentlemen, to have perpetual victory. You need to grow your faith. Hallelujah. That's what I'm going to be sharing in the next service. We are going to be showing how we can grow our faith. Strong faith. And even after strong faith, you need another level. To be fully persuaded. When your faith is fully strong, then you need to be fully persuaded. Because once your faith is in place, ah, the devil is in trouble. 
you have delivered from the realm of the spirit to the physical realm what it takes. Are you listening to me? So in this season, you are going to grow your faith. Let me just give you one more scripture. Oh, let's save that one for seconds. Jude 20, let me give it to you. Jude 20, Jude 20, quickly. Are you there? Jude 20. There's only one chapter in Jude. So Jude 20. But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith. How do you do that? Praying in the Holy Ghost. I just gave you one tip of how to grow your faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Apostle Paul said, I pray more in the Holy Ghost than all of you. No wonder. That he, he released the secret of his life. We will discuss more of that in the second service. Growing your faith. Because this is the season of Esther. People will look at you, they don't know how to describe it. There's a secret in your life, yeah. He that is born of God overcomes. And this is the victory. This is what's responsible. Even our faith. I'm working on the faith. Measure of faith was given to me, but I'm growing it. I'm growing it. I'm growing my faith. There are so many secrets vested in growing your faith. Praise God. You just see that it is sweet to grow your faith. Have you been blessed this morning? Hallelujah. Let's stand up on our feet like champions. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Growing my faith. Lift up your hands to heaven. Thank you, Father. Begin to receive grace now for supernatural growth. Thank you for listening. We hope you have been blessed by the word today. Please join our services live every Sunday, 9 a.m. and 1045 a.m. and Bible study every Friday, 7 p.m. at 95 Church Street, St. Catharines. We hope you have a wonderful week ahead and God bless you.